Mel Brooks once said that it's good to be the king, but sometimes it's better to be a lord since you get to receive a lot of perks that come with power, and you're not always required to fulfill your obligations to your boss. This allows you to just kick back and enjoy good food, good booze, and scantily clad servants. They might not always agree with what the court alchemist says, but as long as they receive their nightly injections, it should be fine. Greetings and welcome back to Checkpoint Gaming, Lords of Waterdeep. With this episode, we will be going over the lords that are found in the game. This includes both the base game as well as the scoundrels of Skullport expansion. But before delving into today's episode, let's talk about today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Twin Sons Ranch, which is a guest ranch found in Southern California, where its team of set designers, actors, and galactic explorers come together to build a fully immersive experience where participants will be able to engage in a variety of endeavors based upon their given desires. This can include such things such as cosplaying, war reenactments, and laser tag. Depending upon what you want, Twin Sons Ranch can help you achieve that goal. Just reach out to them and see what you can come up with. You can find them at www.theweekendstrikesback.com slash galaxies slash index dot The link will also be found in the description. With the lords that are found in the game, there are a total of 17 of them, 11 from the base game and 6 from the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion. Each lord is to be dealt out randomly to each player at the beginning of the game and only the player who controls said lord is allowed to look at it. This lasts until the end of the game when the final score is being determined which requires each player to reveal who their given lord is. Each player will only possess a single lord, with the undealt lords being put off to one side and not dealt with for the remainder of the game until the game comes to an end, things are being cleaned up, and the game is to be put away. This can be compared to the old MTV show Singled Out, where if you aren't selected to advance, then you get off the stage and go home. Talk about a throwback to a show that is only really remembered, at least in the U.S., for having two Playboy Playmates acting as the show's co-hosts. With that taken care of, let's take a look at the Lords. First, we have Brienne Bindraith. She comes with the base game and grants the player four victory points for every Arcana and Skullduggery quest they complete. Second, we have Caledorn Castellanter. He comes with the base game and grants the player four victory points for every Skullduggery and Warfare quest they complete. Third, we have Danilo Than. He comes with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and grants the player three victory points for every non-mandatory quest they complete. Fourth, we have Durnan the Wanderer. He comes with the base game and he grants the player four victory points for every commerce and warfare quest they complete. Fifth, we have Halister Blackcloak. He comes with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and grants the player four victory points for every non-mandatory Undermountain quest they complete and every Undermountain building they control. Sixth, we have Irisil Araneth. She comes with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and requires the player to choose one particular quest type. From there, she grants the player six victory points for every quest of the selected type they complete. On top of this, the player who possesses Irisil Araneth will only have to commit to a particular quest type at the end of the game, thus allowing them to change their mind as the game unfolds. We also feel like mandatory quests don't qualify for her ability. Seventh, we have Kelbin Arusin the Blackstaff. He comes with the base game and he grants the player four victory points for every arcana and warfare quest they complete. Eighth, we have Kiriani Agravar. She comes with the base game and she grants the player four victory points for every arcana and piety quest they complete. Ninth, we have Larissa Neithal. She comes with the base game and she grants the player six victory points for every building that they control. 
10th, we have Mert the Moneylender. He comes with the base game and he grants the player four victory points for every commerce and piety quest they complete. 11th, we have Nindil Jalbuk. He comes with the base game and he grants the player four victory points for every piety and skullduggery quest they complete. 12th, we have Naimara Chiron. She comes with the base game and she grants the player four victory points for every commerce and skullduggery quest they complete. 13. We have Pier Giron the Paladinson. He comes with the base game and he grants the player four victory points for every piety and warfare quest they complete. 14. We have Samareza Sulfantis. He comes with the base game and he grants the player four victory points for every arcana and commerce quest they complete. 15. We have Sangalore. It comes with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and grants the player four victory points for every non-mandatory Skullport quest they complete and every Skullport building they control. 16th, we have Trobriand. He comes with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and grants the player five victory points for every quest they complete that is worth 10 victory points or more. And 17th, we have the Xanathar. It comes with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and grants the player four victory points for every corruption token that is found in their tavern. And though it grants victory points for every corruption token that they possess, said player will still lose victory points in accordance with the corruption track at the end of the game for simply possessing corruption tokens. So even though the Xanathar grants the player victory points, the player can still experience a net loss of victory points at the end of the game. It just depends upon the information dictated by the corruption track. So it's still important to engage in proper corruption management, like what one would find in any political organization and legislative body. With all of that taken care of, we decided to do a little extra legwork regarding the classification of the lords. This classification basically just consists of grouping the like-minded lords together who go after particular quests or endgame objectives. So with that said, here's that information. With the lords that go after arcana quests, they consist of Brianne Bindraith, Kelben Arusun the Blackstaff, Kiriani Agravar, and Samareza Sulfantis. With the lords that go after commerce quests, they consist of Durnan the Wanderer, Mert the Moneylender, Nimara Chiron, and Samareza Sulfantis. With the lords that go after piety quests, they consist of Kiriani Agravar, Mert the Moneylender, Nindil Jalbuk, and Pierre Geron the Paladinson. With the lords that go after skullduggery quests, they consist of Brian Bindraith, Caladorn Castellanter, Nindil Jalbuk, and Naimara Chiron. With the lords that go after warfare quests, they consist of Caladorn Castellanter, Durnan the Wanderer, Kelbin Arusun the Blackstaff, and Piergeron the Paladinson. With the lords that go after building tiles, they consist of Halister Blackcloak, Larissa Neithal, and Sangalore. With the lords that go after non-mandatory quests, they consist of Danilo Than, Halister Blackcloak, and Sangalore. And finally, with the lords that go after very particular goals, they consist of Irusil Araneth, where the player gets to select which quest type they want to benefit from, Trobriand, where the player goes after quests that are valued at 10 victory points or more, and the Xanathar, where the player benefits from possessing corruption. So, with that said, that is what you need to know about the lords that are found within the Lords of Waterdeep. With that taken care of, we can start talking about buildings used in the game. If you liked this episode, feel free to give it a like, and if you want to stay up to date on any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpointgaming. See you in the next episode, and happy gaming!